Welcome to the podcast of New Life Church. We hope that the messages, topics, and discussions that you find here will encourage and challenge you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for uh, your goodness and your mercy and your grace. And God, how your word continues to speak to us. And God, I'm asking tonight that as we study your word, that your word would speak to us clearly. And God, I'm asking that it would take root in our heart and that we would apply what we learn tonight and that we would allow your spirit to work in us each day. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to work backwards uh, from these verses, and we're going to start at verse 28. Romans 8, 28. It is a a very familiar passage. Uh, Whether or not you are, um, if you're watching and, and you're not really familiar with Scripture at all, and uh, you may not be much of an avid Bible reader. Romans 8.28 is still a verse that at, chances are at some point in your life, you have heard it, seen it, uh, seen part of it on a coffee mug or a picture or a painting or something. Uh, Romans 8.28 is the verse for the Christian and the non-Christian. I mean, you can find it just about anywhere. And um, we know that all things work together for good. Someone has said that at some point uh, in their life, probably, about a situation that they have no control over, that they don't understand, that they don't know what's going to happen next. And they'll say, well, we know that all things work together for good. Uh, it's, It's just one of those verses that... People may be quoting scripture and not even realize they're quoting scripture. It's uh, just a very familiar verse. And sometimes familiar verses um, can kind of lose perhaps their uh, impact in our life because they're so familiar. Uh, You know, another one of those is Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know, uh, we we can we can quote that quickly. We know it's the first verse, of, you know, the Bible. But when you stop and break that down, you uh, begin to remember and realize the significance of that verse. Well, Romans eight twenty eight is one of those verses, very familiar. Just about anyone knows it or has at least heard of it. But it's got some powerful things in it. And it also is a part of a bigger picture, if you will, that when it's connected to that, it is even more powerful than what we originally thought. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Romans 8.28, when it stands by itself, it's a good verse and um, it's it's a good thought, good subject, but when you connect it to this bigger picture, it takes on a whole different meaning that uh, is really significant. 
And so this verse, though, we, we need to remember and we need to understand that all things work together for good. It's a general statement, it sounds like, but if you really believe it, then you really believe that all things work together for good. All things. You mean this pandemic? All things. You mean the upheaval in America? All things work together for good. You, you may say we're in a dark time right now. And you would be correct. You may say that darkness seems to be winning. And you could be correct in how it seems. However, even in the middle of this, we still can say that all things work together for good. Because, go back to Genesis 1. Before there was ever day, there was first night. Before there was ever light there was first darkness because in god's creative day it says and the evening and the morning were the first day before there was light there was first darkness in order to understand what light is you have to see darkness there there's in the dark god is working in the darkness god is working things out and so even in this darkness that we currently see ourselves in that's just the world seems to be in this thick darkness in this chaos in this um that just unsettled crazy times god is working god is moving God is working on his people. God is working on the hearts of people. And soon, out of this darkness is going to come a revelation of Jesus Christ that the world has never seen before, meaning the magnitude of it. God's going to use you. God's going to use me. God's going to use uh, just anybody who is willing. And the world is going to know who Jesus is. They're going to, there's going to be a people in every city. There's going to be a people in every tribe, nation, language that is going to reach out for God. And out of this pandemic, out of this uncertainty, out of this darkness, the marvelous light of Jesus Christ is going to shine. And we're going to see a great harvest. So in the middle of this darkness, God is working because all things work together for good. Doesn't matter how bad it is. Doesn't matter how dark it is. Doesn't matter how uncertain it seems. All things work together for good. But that verse doesn't stop there. It says, to them that love God. To them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose there's layers to this anything that God works on is going to work out anything that God is creating anything that God is moving anything that God is behind it's going to happen anything that God intends to happen will happen 
uh, anything that God purposes to take place, it's going to take place. But yet there's another layer to the individual, to the people of God. All things work together for good to them that love God. You love God. I love God. All things work together for us. To them who are the called according to his purpose. To the ones who love God. To the ones who are called of God. To the ones who are seeking to live the purpose of God in their life. It doesn't mean that you won't have hard times. It doesn't mean that you won't walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't mean that you will not go through seasons where it seems like you're going to lose your mind or you're going to lose everything or you, you're, you're brought to your breaking point. It doesn't mean that you're not going to experience those things. But what it does mean is if you love him, if you're seeking to fulfill his purpose in your life, if you're seeking to let his purpose be fulfilled in your life, his kingdom come and his will be done in your life, if you love him and you desire those things in your life, then it means that no matter what happens in your life, it's all going to work together for good. You may have terrible seasons you may go through very difficult times, experience heartache, heartbreak. But rest assured, in the end, all things, good and bad, will work together for good to us who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. That's a great verse. That's a powerful verse that stands all by itself. Yet, there's just a little bit more to it that we can learn from. We can rest assured that all things are working together for good, but yet I got this revelation and I've heard it preached several times since, so it's not like I got my own little unique revelation out of the Bible that no one else has seen before. It's always been there. And men before me and women before me knew it and saw it and lived it. But I finally saw it for myself and I got it from the Word of God on my own. And it was through a time and a season that was challenging, to say the least, and this verse, Romans 8, 28, came to mind. And I was like, how, how does this happen? Because when you're going through something or you're just in a season where you don't know what to do and someone says this to you or you read this verse, all things work together for good. I was like, how? How do all things work together for good? Do I just sit here and let all things work together? Do I just... Uh, kick back and in the middle of this season I don't do anything and I just let events unfold and in the end God's just working it all out yeah God works it out but I do not believe that we just sit back and do nothing of course there are times where you stand still and you see the salvation of the Lord and there are times where you just stand. However, it's not just standing 
and doing nothing in the sense of in your season of waiting or your season of standing or your season of standing still and seeing the salvation of the Lord, that means or that is to be interpreted that you just kick back, relax, and do nothing. No, you don't. We don't just take it easy and let all things work together for good. What gives us insight, though, is verses 26 and 27. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I read those two verses and realized that there was something I needed to do while I'm waiting, while I'm standing still, while I'm just going through something or while I'm just going through a season or a situation or, or whatever it may be, there is something I do. And these two verses tell us this. First off, we need to understand we don't always know what to pray. You don't always know what to pray. I don't always know what to pray. But that doesn't mean we don't pray. I may not know what to do in this season. I may not know how to pray in this season. But that doesn't mean I don't pray. Does that mean I just sit back and let all things work together for good? No. I still must pray. You still must pray. And just because you don't know how to pray about a situation doesn't mean you don't pray. It doesn't mean that you're not involved in prayer. It just means we have help. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Colon. It explains what infirmities are. Now, infirmity is basic definition of physical or a mental weakness. And an, an inadequacy. You're lacking in something. In this instance, what is the infirmity? What are we lacking? What is our weakness? Our weakness is, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, as we should. We don't know what to pray for. We don't know how to pray. We don't know uh, even how to pray about this situation or, or what to say. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Why? Why does the Spirit uh, maketh intercession for us? We don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. But the Spirit maketh intercession for us. Verse 27 he, referring to the Spirit, that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit maketh intercession for us, because the Spirit searcheth the hearts, 
and knows the mind of the Spirit. And that is why when the Holy Spirit is interceding, so to speak, on our behalf, it's making intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So what does that look like? It's praying in the Spirit. It's praying in the Spirit. It's when you and I don't know how to put into words this prayer about a situation, about a need, about a circumstance, whatever it may be, and we don't know how to pray, and we don't even know what to say. You and I have help. That Holy Ghost we were filled with when we were born again of the Spirit is still with us, it's still in us, and it is meant to help. Jesus tells us in John what it is. It's a comforter. It's a teacher. It's, it's a helper. It's helping us along this journey of life, but not just in our actions, but in our prayers. When we don't know what to pray, does that mean we just don't pray? No. It means when we don't know how to pray in our native language because we don't know what to say, our mind cannot uh, conceive the words to utter in prayer, that is okay. We still have help. We still have a job to do. We still have a responsibility, but we are allowing the Spirit of God to pray through us about a certain situation. And we're speaking in a language we don't understand. What is that? That is the Holy Spirit praying through us about a situation. You may not know what situation you're even praying about. You may not even know what is uh, being addressed, what is being prayed about, what is being covered. And that's okay. The Spirit is praying through you. The Spirit is praying through me. It's more than just jibber-jabber or, or talking in tongues and it's just, oh, that's what this group of people do. No, it is a spiritual thing. It is the Spirit of God praying through you and me about certain situations, about certain things. And it's the perfect prayer. Why is it the perfect prayer? Because verse 27 tells us that when we are praying in the Spirit, when the Spirit of God is praying through us, that it only prays according to the will of God. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When we're praying in the Spirit, the Spirit of God that is praying through us is praying on our behalf, praying specifically for certain needs, situations, whether it's about a specific situation or a specific person or a church or a city or whatever it is, the Spirit of God praying through us is praying the perfect will of God 
about that situation. You don't know what's being said because you can't understand the language. It's the Spirit of God praying through us. It's a spiritual thing. Sometimes it seems different if you're not used to it. Sometimes it seems like, is that necessary? Yes, it is very necessary because you and I have an infirmity. You and I have a weakness. We don't always know how to pray. We don't always know what to say. We don't know that what we would say is exactly what needs to be said, what needs to be prayed. And so sometimes we need to just pray in the Holy Ghost. Jude says, pray in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. Sometimes we don't know how to pray according to our own understanding in a way that builds up our faith. But you and I who have been born again of the Spirit have help, have a teacher, have strength in us, power endued with power from on high, the power of the Holy Ghost that came on us when we were filled with the Holy Ghost. We have help, and sometimes when we don't know what to pray, we have this helper, this help, the Holy Ghost, that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, it can build our faith up. When we're interceding, when we're praying in the Spirit, and we don't know what we're praying for necessarily all the time, but we can rest assured that the Spirit of God praying through us is praying the perfect will of God. Why is that significant? Why, why does that matter? Because verse 27 tells us, as I paraphrase, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when the Spirit of God is praying through us, we are praying the perfect will of God. That's verse 27. And in verse 28 it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Why can we rest assured that all things work together for good? Because even when I didn't know what to pray, even when I didn't know how to pray, I let the Spirit of God pray through me. And the Spirit of God praying through me was praying the perfect will of God. And when the perfect will of God is prayed, it's just a matter of time until that will of God takes place. It's only a matter of time until after I've prayed in the Spirit and the Spirit of God praying through me is praying that perfect will of God that my mind then knows the perfect will of God. We've got to be Spirit-led. We've got to be spiritual. New Life Church has to be spiritual. And you can't just be spiritual by living a good life. We have to be spiritually sensitive. We have to know when the Spirit wants to move and what the Spirit wants to do and where the Spirit wants to go, what in a service, in a, in a meeting, in the direction of our future. We have to discern the direction of the Spirit. Israel had to be spiritual because when the cloud 
the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that, that rested in the camp with them above the tabernacle, when it began to move, they had to pick up their, their, their life, that pack their bags and break camp and follow the Spirit. We have to do the same thing, and we can't follow the Spirit if we're not discerning what the Spirit wants to do, where the Spirit wants to go, what it wants to say, how it wants to move. And so we've got to have that aspect of who we are. We are apostolic. You can't be apostolic without being spiritual. Apostolic is not just a list of doctrines and a certain gr a religious group that uh, does things a little bit differently. No, apostolic is spiritual. It, it is it's it's uh, it's power. It's demonstration of the spirit of God. It is the doctrines that we believe. It is one God. It is new birth according to how we find recorded in the book of Acts. It is living a holy lifestyle. Yes, all of that. But it is also spiritual. We are spirit-filled people that have been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. So if the Spirit of God is in us, then we should be able to to be sensitive to and discern what the Spirit of God in us wants to say, wants to do, how it wants to move. And if, it, and if that is something that is a little unusual to us, then that means we need to check ourselves and make sure that we are lining up with the Holy Spirit of God that is in us. It's not just something that uh, is a supernatural experience when you're filled with the Holy Ghost the first time you speak in a language you don't understand and you feel good and different and clean on the inside now. And then that's it. No, it is a gift that God gave you. Each person who's been born again of the Spirit that needs to learn to pray in the Spirit because you don't always know how to pray for yourself. You don't always know how to pray about a certain situation. You don't always know how to pray what's best for your family. I don't always know how to pray what's best for me or my family or New Life Church. I don't always know how to do that. I don't always know the right prayers to pray, but I'm filled with the Spirit of God and I can yield to that Spirit of God that's in me and let the Holy Spirit pray through me. And I don't know what I'm saying, but I know that I'm praying the perfect will of God in that moment. And that's the best place that I can be, the safest place my family can be, the most promising place New Life Church can be is when we are praying the perfect will of God. And that is how it comes to pass. We're speaking it. We're letting the Holy Ghost speak it into the atmosphere through us. We are just willing to be a vessel, a conduit for the Holy Spirit of God to flow through us. And those things are being spoken into existence even though you don't always know what you're saying. You and I have got to be willing to let that flow through us. Because that's how all things work together for good. When you don't know what to do in your season, when you don't know how to respond to that situation or to that need or to what's going on in a service or what's going on in your life in this season, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to pray. 
Yield to the Holy Ghost in you and let the Holy Ghost pray through you. Pray through until the Holy Ghost is praying through you and let the Holy Ghost flow through you and address some of those things that you don't know how to handle, you don't know how to pray about or pray for, but the Holy Ghost does and it's praying the perfect will of God. And that's why I can stand and you can stand with confidence that all things work together for good because we are in our weakness of not knowing how to pray. We let the Holy Ghost pray through us and pray the perfect will of God. As I'm, re- as I'm wrapping up, there's a couple examples of this that I, I want to share with you. One, and it was right after I got this little revelation of why do I know all things work together for good? Because even when I don't know how to pray in my own native language or my own understanding, I can pray in the Spirit. The Spirit of God pray through me and, I, and the perfect will of God will be prayed because I yielded to the Holy Ghost. And the, and the Spirit of God knows the mind of God and when the Spirit of God prays through me, it's praying the perfect will of God. When I first got that revelation, it was a week or so after that. And I came home after a Wednesday night. And uh, it was a great youth service we had had, powerful move of God. It, it really was. It was great. And I come home, and I walk through the door, and I instantly am overcome with fear. It was an attack of the spirit of fear. And it was just horrible thoughts in my mind of you're going to lose everything you know it's it's all going to come crashing down just all this different stuff and I was like what in the world it was it was so uh, abrupt and so drastic that you know I knew exactly what it was and and I didn't know what to do I was like man I, I need to pray but I didn't know what to say I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to respond but I remembered the little revelation that I had received And it's interesting how even when things seem dark or things seem uh, bad, how close Jesus is. In the darkest of nights, Jesus is right there. And so... That, that it, all those thoughts that were just bombarding my mind and this fear, this dread, this fear that came over me, I yielded to the Spirit of God and I remembered this revelation. I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. I didn't know, I didn't know what else to do. And I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. I'm speaking in, in tongues. I'm, I'm yielding to the Holy Ghost. And, and in my mind, first in the first little bit, I, I was like, I don't know what else to do. God, you've got to help me. And so I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. But here's the interesting thing. As I began to pray in the Holy Ghost, the fear in my spirit began to leave. And it was literally like faith and boldness and confidence literally began to rise in me. Like literally, if you were to fill a pitcher with water and the water just continued to rise until it overflowed. And as I began to pray in the Holy Ghost, 
not knowing what to do, not knowing how to respond. And that boldness and that faith and that confidence just continues to rise until after I'd prayed in the Holy Ghost long enough that then the Spirit of God quickened me in my mind and in my spirit and I knew what to say in my own understanding, in my own language, my own native tongue, with my own faith, my own um, understanding in my mind. And I began to pray against the spirit of fear and I cast out the spirit of fear that was trying to attack my mind and in my home. And I said, you have no place in this house. The blood of Jesus is against you. I bind you in the name of Jesus. But I didn't, I, I, I knew those I, I knew those things before, but I was so overwhelmed in that moment that I didn't know what to do. And so as I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God brings it back to my remembrance and quickens my spirit. And all of that uh, took place because I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I'll be honest with you. One, one other thing in this, in this season that we've been in, with all of these things going on and just each week something different and they're, they're different unusual times and, and, and we are, are trying to navigate through this as a church and, and, and just trying to be together and, and create this, this unity and, and yet, you know, you've got all these things that seem to be hindrances and, and, and such and, and everything going on. I don't, I don't always know what to pray. I don't always know what to say. And there are some times that when you're thinking about all of this and you're trying to just kind of process it, you're like, God, I I don't know what to say. And I'll yield to the Holy Ghost and I'll begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God. I I'm like, God, I don't know what to pray about. I, I, in the sense of I don't know how to pray about this situation. I don't know what to say about this need. I don't know what to do because I have a weakness in my human comprehension and my human ability. I don't know what to pray and how to pray about these things. And as you yield to the Holy Ghost, I know that the perfect prayer is being prayed. The perfect will of God is being prayed. And after praying in the Holy Ghost a little while, the Spirit of God then begins to direct your understanding and you know how to pray and you know what to say. New Life Church must be a church that embraces this because we are going to rely on this now and in the future as we navigate through these current times and what we will face there will be seasons and there will be times you and I and us as a church together we're not going to know always what to say and how to respond and we're going to need people that know how to yield to the spirit of God pray in the spirit and let the spirit of God as it prays through us speak the perfect will of God into the atmosphere and we will see all things work together for good I pray that uh, tonight you would embrace this this subject and that you in your own prayer time would
begin to yield to this more. And when you don't always know what to pray, that doesn't mean you don't pray. That means you get alone with God and you yield to the Spirit of God that is in you if you've been born again of the Spirit and you let the Holy Ghost pray through you and work things out. It's okay that you don't always understand in your human reasoning and your human comprehension. But if we're going to be spiritual people, we've got to understand that even though I may not always understand with my human capability, I do understand that the Spirit of God is praying through me right now. And everything is going to work out. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. And I ask God that a seed of revelation would take root in the heart of each person tonight. And I ask God that you would confirm this word tonight by moving on your people, moving us to prayer, moving us to times where when we don't know what to pray, your spirit moves on us and we yield to the Holy Ghost and we pray in the Holy Ghost and we yield to your spirit and we let you pray through us. We let the perfect will of God be prayed through us. God, help us to be spiritual people knowing that we may not always have the answers in our human um, understanding, but we do know this, that your spirit in us is greater than the spirit of this world, and we need to rely on the Holy Ghost you filled us with to get us through these times to be powerful people of God so that we can do what you've called us to do. And it is written, it is not by might, and it is not by power. It is not by human reasoning, human capability, or human strategy. But it is by your spirit. And help us, God, to let your spirit flow through us whenever and however you desire. Let us live a life yielded to your spirit. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I challenge you this week to take some time and get alone with God and pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let the Spirit of God speak to you because the Spirit of God desires to speak to whoever is willing to listen. And that means He'll speak to you and He'll speak to me simply if we're willing to get alone and pray and listen. Pray God blesses you and you have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Sunday.